fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, yoga. Hi, welcome to What the Fuck Yoga Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. And I'm Katie, your other host. Yay. Welcome back to part two of the eight limbs. Yes. Last Last. week we talked about yamas. (laughs) On the last episode we talked about yamas, which are the restraints, and niyamas, which are these observances. And today we're talking about um, numbers Everything else. (laughs) Of the eight limbs. Those were the two longest ones. So we broke this into a two-parter. It seems like a lot, but... Yeah. It's... I mean, and it is. (laughs) But not as much as the yamas and niyamas. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anna, how are you feeling today? Still sick. Still sick. <laughs> Still sick. Because it's the same day. It's the same day. Just it's, like with History of Yoga. Yes. We did it all in one go. Yep. We are trying to pump out some episodes here so that you guys <gasps> can, can get a feel of us. Yeah. And we are. We're pumping them out. We're yep. doing good. Yeah. We're excited. I'm proud of us. We just want to get some content up so that you guys can actually listen us and marry us. Yeah. And, and so we can us. be talking to somebody because yes. right now we're talking to nobody. <laughs> ourselves are Our, talking to me yeah that's true i'm right here i'm right here, I'm right here. Yeah, don't see oh me <laughs> it's like i'm invisible to you. right you're right here i'm sorry okay that's okay should we go ahead and get started let's get started all right so we're gonna start with asana number three our third limb so the third limb is asana uh which translates to seat so this is the um limb that we're probably all most familiar with um, in Patanjali's time, asana meant immobilization of the body. So basically like seated meditation. Um, asana prepared the body to endure long meditation. So the asana that they practiced during this time was much more gentle than what we know today. So it was just prepping the body to sit for probably hours and hours <laughs> on end. Most of this no was seated. Yeah, no arm balances, <laughs> no headstands. I don't know why, but I like to think old ancient yogis in headstands. So I'm going to say... Just meditating in headstands? Yes. I'm going to say maybe they were in headstands and maybe they were floating while in those headstands. (laughs) Asterisk disclaimer. (laughs) This may not be true facts. But it also might be. No, I'm just kidding. But who knows? Anyways, um, seated asana was uh, used to develop a strong yet elastic body. It would soothe the nerves and then you could have better control over your mind and with practice and patience um you can supposedly you can experience these mood altering effects oh for sure yeah for sure yeah because then you're like oh i'm calm yeah that's true that's true or Um, i'm crying or i'm crying that's a unfortunate alternate effect (laughs) asana teaches physical discipline too and it helps us master discomfort and teaches us to concentrate Mm -hmm. which prepares us for meditation it also creates a strong back, which helps us stay seated for meditation. Yeah. And I don't know, did we talk about how these are kind of like steps at the beginning? I don't think so. So the the eight limbs act as steps. So each one builds on the last one. So in order to get to our asana, we have to have some mastery over the niyamas and the yamas. Yeah. And in order to progress from asana... Um, or in order to progress to the next limb, which is pranayama, we need to um, not necessarily master asana, right. but, but get a good basis. An understanding of it. Right. But I also, so that is like one line of thinking. And I also read something else. I like posted a picture. I don't know if you saw it. Um, that you can also think of the eight limbs as like a circle. Okay. With, um, 
I think it was just like yourself in the middle. So you don't have to start with the yamas, you know, to build. Like you can start, like most people in the West, with asana. And as long as you're building on one limb, the other limbs will just grow from it. So eventually you'll find your way to pranayama. And then eventually you'll find your way to meditation. You know what I mean? And I mean, the yamas and the niyamas, I think that's stuff that we all already try and work on in some way or another. And I like that better because people are starting at different places. Like you started with the more esoteric stuff of yoga. Yeah, totally. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is just going to fix my body. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody's starting in a different place. Yes. So cool. I like that better. Cool, cool, cool. We'll post the picture on show notes. Yes. Um, the, our next limb, the fourth limb is pranayama. So prana means vital energy or life force and yama is an extension or direction. So pranayama is about directing the life, life force through our bodies. And that's through control of the breath. Mm -hmm. Uh, control of the breath, uh, can help you quiet the mind. It can strengthen your respiratory system and it can build a bridge between your breath. That again, guys, I'm sorry, I can't talk today. Between your body and mind, bridge between body and mind. So, practicing pranayama connects the breath, mind, and emotions. And depending on the technique you use, um, so you may have heard of the ujjayi breath that you mm-hmm. use during practice. Um, there's three part breathing, there's alternate nostril breathing. Breath, uh, What's that one called? Nadi Shodana. Yeah. Nadi Shodana. So, there's all these different <clears throat> things, and each of them does a different, has a different effect on your body yeah. and your mind. And depending on which technique you use, you can actually kind of like hack into your nervous system, mm-hmm. increasing your energy or turn on your rest and digest system, which is that parasympathetic nervous system that helps us calm down. So um, the ancient yogis believed that mastering pranayama could lead to an extended life. And it's not that crazy because stress Kills. Kills. <laughs> yeah. And if we can master stress and spend more time in that parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. we can be healthier and live longer. Yeah. I have... Dr. Uh, Katie. Dr. Katie. Thank you, Dr. Katie. Welcome. I have asthma and it's not like as bad as it used to be, but I think a lot of that is contributed to my yoga and pranayama practice. And I don't have like a strict pranayama practice by any means, just like my journaling, it like comes in and out. Yeah. Um, and I also have anxiety. So anytime I'm uh, feeling anxious or I'm short of breath, I'll do um, Nadi Shodana and it like fixes really? me right up. Yeah. It like totally chills my anxiety yeah. or, and so the thing with asthma is my doctor told me this once and I forgot like the exact percentage he told me, but it's something crazy like 75% of asthma is anxiety. So the, yeah. So like, the, I mean, it's definitely other things lot, too but right. once you feel that like oh my god I'm, I'm wheezing oh my god I'm short of breath well, then terrifying. you freak out yeah then your anxiety builds and then you start breathing faster and faster and shallower and shallower so then for me I then have um uh <laughs> so when you breathe in what do you exhale if you <laughs> so you inhale <laughs> oxygen what do you exhale carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide thank you Wow. So for me, I have a buildup of carbon dioxide in my lungs because I don't exhale enough air. Right. And then I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm drowning. So when I sit there and like force myself to breathe through each nostril and like get all of the air out and then get all the air in, it's like I can fix myself, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't had to use my inhalers in years. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. 
I should probably get them though because they're long expired, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Just in case. So that's my story about pranayama. <laughs> I, when I do Nadi Shodanam, I just get a nosebleed. Really? Oh, yeah. You told me about that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Or in a coming episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not for everyone, I not guess. Not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it. yeah, pranayama. You also like, especially like Nadi Shodanam, mm-hmm. if I can't do that yeah. in a moist setting <laughs> where I'm not going to get a nosebleed, <laughs> that like you get a lot of these techniques give you this rush or this high mm-hmm. because of the way you're controlling your oxygen. So it's kind of cool. It's yeah. better than drugs. Yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Do not show them. <laughs> do not show them. <laughs> so this is <clears throat> our fifth limb is Pratyahara. Um, the previous Whoa, limbs Whoa, that were, wind, though. Yeah, it's getting crazy Sorry. there. <laughs> <laughs> Limb number five, Pratyahara. Um, the previous limbs were outer aspects of yoga. Um, and Pratyahara is kind of where it begins to transition to inner aspects of yoga. Ooh. Ooh. So um, like sense withdrawal or conscious withdrawal of energy from the senses. It's kind of like gaining mastery over the external influences that surround us. So this Pratyahara is like complicated. Yeah. And it's often glossed over. Um, it's it everything I was reading, it's like this is one of the lesser understood yeah. limbs, which, you know, we're gonna actually do a deep dive into this mm-hmm. into in our a later season where we're really gonna spend some time on the eight limbs. Um, but if we can just kind of untangle this a little yeah. bit today, we'll be happy. Yeah. So um This limb kind of requires the practitioner to have some ability to exercise control over the breath or pranayama. So again, talking about those building blocks, one leads to another. Um, It basically means to observe the body-mind without reacting. So over time, you slowly learn to change your patterns and analyze the communication between our minds and bodies. So our senses tell our minds what to do. So you know, you, you smell cookies baking and you're like, I'm going to go eat cookies. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Pratyahara, Are we not supposed to do that? Oh, no. According to the ancient No. <laughs> Pratyahara is saying, I smell cookies. The end. Right. So it's about observing things objectively and not needing to react. Yeah. So I, I teach this a lot, like in my classes where I have my students do a whole body scan. Mm-hmm. So notice what you feel. Yep. Like right now, my knees are swollen. But instead of being personal about that, be yeah. really objective. So like, ugh, my knees are swollen. They suck. I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm going to do my practice. It really hurts. I don't yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. It's more about just saying, my knees are swollen. Okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I've noted it, and I will work around yeah. that in my practice. So that's pratyahara, taking those external senses and mastering our mind to not react to that. Right. Don't judge it. Don't try and change it. It's right. just there. Right. Cool. I think well, we get it. I think we get it. Yes. So a lot of times we talk to, uh, about asana leading to meditation, but that's a huge jump. Um, as you've noticed, we talked about asana a yeah. few um, limbs ago, but we're nowhere near meditation yet. So we do asana, but then we incorporate the pranayama to control the breath and energy. Mm-hmm. And then we take this pratyahara to master our senses. Yes. And that's how we move along this little path here. Yeah. Um, another thing is that 
we keep talking about like our just modern culture. So there's so much coming into our psyche with media, movies, social media. Yeah. And um, a lot of people think that pratyahara is withdrawal. So withdrawing from that world and just shutting it out. But that doesn't teach us to be more mindful. That just makes, that's easy. Like if I could just go into a box and Mm -hmm. shut all that stuff out, it'd be easy, but you're going to come into contact with it all the time. So it's about learning how to cope and learning to be objective and let it go. Yeah. Which is really hard. (laughs) Really freaking hard. Especially in today's political climate. Uh, Yeah. We won't (laughs) get into that. Nope. Number um, six, guys. If one more note about this. Just kidding. If meditation, <laughs> if, medi- if you've been trying to meditate for like years and you just don't get it, focus on Pratyahara. Oh, that's good. Focus on, that. yes. Because that's how I feel. Well, like as I've been going through this, I'm like, oh my God, I've been like trying to force it without doing these other steps. Yeah. So I'm going to back up mm-hmm. and work on Pratyahara I and like just that. coping, learning to not react yeah. to my senses. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Can I say it? <laughs> Number six, dharana or concentration, uh, external active focus. This is not meditation. Okay. Not, meditation. not to be confused with meditation. Wait, is, it, is, is this meditation? No, okay. it's not meditation. Okay. So dharana is not meditation. It is not meditation. Okay. Right. What it is, what is, is it? focused attention on a single object or place within the mind. So this can be your breath, this could be a pretty image like a flower. It could be a flame or it could be the sound of ohm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, this uh, should slow down the thinking process. Uh, we try and become one with whatever we're focusing on. Um, so uh, nah, <laughs> dualism again. No. <laughs> There's a note. There's a note that says, focus on transcending the dualistic relationship of object versus me. And I wrote, say what? Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to say that because yeah. I don't even know what that means. And then I just read it anyway. Yeah. Because I'm ridiculous. We it's okay. Edit, edit. Edit. Um, in Pratyahara, <laughs> we learn to deal with the outside distractions. Dharana teaches us to deal with the distractions inside the mind. So yes. that's, you know, when you when you hear your teacher talk about monkey mind, that's what that is. So thoughts, worries, to-do lists, mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be yeah. instead of at yoga or on your mat. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be there. Yeah. You're not living in the present. So this this focus on one thing brings your focus to the immediate present, to yeah. the object. I like that. Yeah. One of the first meditations I learned was counting backwards from 10 really slowly. My eyes are closed right now. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm doing it. No. Um, <laughs> But, and then she fell out of the chair. Yeah. <laughs> but if you your mind strays for just one moment from those numbers, you have to start over. And I could never get to one. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Like, yeah. if you actually do it and you're right. like, oh, my God, I can't focus. Like, that, I, try it sometime. Hard. It's really hard. I'm going to. Yeah. The seventh limb is Diana. 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 And Diana finally... Meditation! Meditation! Finally made it. Finally. So (sighs) while dharana was attention to one thing or being focused on one thing, dhyana, meditation, is a state of being hyper-aware without having a focus. Oh, God. What? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) So now the mind is quiet and still and has no thoughts. And it takes a long time to get there. Uh Uh-huh. So be patient. People do this for years before they have a session where they just have no thoughts. Yeah. I've never done it. I've never. I've had like 
some sessions where I'm like, wow, that was like a really, really good one. But I will tell you, they are so far and few between. I mean, like maybe one or two a year. Damn. I'm jealous. I've literally had none. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Because I skipped over Pratyahara and Dharana. So I'm going to go back and do this the right way. Right. But I've also been exploring meditation since I was like 10 years old. Yeah. So, which is kind of weird for like a 10 year old to be doing that. I mean, I would sit down for like two minutes and be like, okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> I was like, theme, you know, picking my nose and eating flowers. I was doing that while I was meditating. <laughs> picking your nose while you meditate? Yeah. I feel like that would be more of an example of dharana because you'd be focusing on the thing. I was practicing dharana at 10 years old. That's I probably wasn't 10. I was probably like more in my early teens. Oh, either to way. To be it's more impressive. accurate. But um, yeah, again, shout out to my sweet auntie. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's hard. It usually comes in like fleeting moments, mm. you know, like that's what I try and focus on. Yes. It's like clear my mind for just one second. Cool. Right. One more second. Cool. And that's one more second. Do. Yeah. I've it's had like, moments of that. And, yeah. And even those few seconds feel transformative, mm-hmm. you know, totally. but then like my mind goes, Oh my God, you did it. And then I'm thinking, right. <laughs> and then I find myself five minutes later, like, wow, I just was thinking about the whole next routine. I want to teach yes. for my next yoga class or something right. like that. I'm like, Focus. So it's like a continuous. A lot of times, like your mind wanders and you don't even know it is. Right. And you're like, oh shit, I've been thinking about something else for 10 minutes. I don't know. And you got to bring it back. Got to bring it back. So hard. Lifelong practice again. And then the last limb, samadhi. Samadhi is enlightenment or bliss, joy. It's your ultimate goal. Um, Yeah. And according to Patanjali, this state of ex- ecstatic absorption ex- and oneness. Ecstatic dance. Ecstatic dance. <laughs> That's what I think of with ecstatic. <laughs> you can have samadhi during ecstatic dance. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, this state of absorption prepares us for death. Or, cool. as the ancient yogis used to call it, liberation. Final liberation from the physical body. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or death. Or death. Whatever. Could think of it. It's a nice way to think of it. Liberation from your physical body. It is. It is. And physical body's hard to live in. And if we could think of (sighs) death more that way, we'd probably have a lot less fear. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. We have a sick considering it's something that literally every single human in this world has to do. Yeah. Yeah. And non human. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, my dogs. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. Well, this is, I'm just furthering plants, bad. everything, insects, yeah. everything. If we could just, since we all do it, if we can just start thinking about it in a more positive way. Yeah. It's again, it's hard. Like everything right. else is hard, but um, yeah, just bring some more positive light to death. Right. But that's not what Samadhi <laughs> is all about. It's about enlightenment. Um, and the person meditating transcends when they achieve Samadhi, they transcend themselves becoming one with their divine, whatever that is, right? and understanding their interconnectedness with all of the things. All of the things. All of life. All of life. All of the universe. And it comes with a sense of peace. Yeah. Yes. That's what we should be associating yes. death with. Right. Death, I can't we talk. say. Death with. <laughs> but we say it a lot. Like in all like the death literature and mm-hmm. all the cards, they all say stuff about peace, peace, but that's not how we act toward it still. Yeah. You know? Because it's the unknown, fear of the unknown. Exactly. Yeah. (sighs) And the tantrics (laughs) believe that we are already in a state, that we are all experiencing this state of enlightenment, but we just don't see it. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. 
So it's like trying to clear the cobwebs right. away or the clouds away. So exactly. you can ah, just get it. Get it. Get it, girl. Cool. So that's it. That's, that's the eight it. limbs. Yep. So we lot. talked about the yamas and the niyamas. And we talked about um, or just a quick recap. The niyam, I'm sorry, the yamas. <laughs> we had five yamas, and these were the restraints, our moral codes. The second limb are niyamas, and those are our spiritual observances, so how we relate to ourselves inwardly. That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> um, then the third limb is asana, which translates to seat. And again, these are um, like the physical postures of yoga. And then our fourth limb is pranayama. Uh, this is breath control or breath retention. So try, trying to bridge uh, the body and mind. Our fifth limb is pratyahara. And this is where it starts to, the limbs start to transition to the inner aspects of yoga. So this is gaining our mastery over our senses. And then number six is dharana, uh, concentration. Uh, external or active focus, but again, not meditation. Um, so just like focusing on one thing to try and uh, still the mind. And then we have our seventh limb, dhyana, which is meditation. And that is being hyper aware without having a focus. So the mind is quiet with zero thoughts. And then last but not least, number eight, samadhi, the ultimate goal, enlightenment, pure bliss, ah. Ah, or death. Oh. <laughs> Also, oh. uh, yeah, and that is your recap. Yay! Yay! So again, we talked about how these limbs can be linear, um, but they don't need to be. I think it's really cool. I like to think of it linear because now that I'm seeing that I've skipped some steps mm-hmm. on my way to meditation, it just makes it a lot more. It makes a lot more sense about how I can kind of get there. Um, and it's also really cool because a lot of us who start doing yoga follow this journey where we start with the yamas and the niyamas as just part of our upbringing. We know the golden rule. Right. We know these things. And then we start our yoga journey with asana. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't apply to Anna because she <laughs> Benjamin buttoned her way into this hey. by starting with all the, the hard stuff and working her way back to asana. But for most students that you'll encounter, they come for the yoga body and then mm-hmm. they stay for the rest of it. The, the yoga booty. The yoga booty. <laughs> Which is not a thing, by the way. No. <laughs> if you have a booty and, and you, you do, do yoga, yoga then, you got a yoga booty. You got a yoga booty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that booty touches a mat. <laughs> That's your yoga not, booty. Maybe yeah. you'll use a mat. I don't know. Right. So um, I, I like to think of it as like, like I already said before, like a circle, right. you know, where like you're in the center or I guess he would be in the center, like the ultimate yeah, goal would be yeah. in the center, right? Yeah, because all these things lead to it. So as long as you're focusing on one limb, the others are just bound to grow. Right. You know, you're eventually going to find meditation. You're eventually going to find pranayama. And those things might change over the years. Like you might focus more on pranayama one year, one month or whatever than asana or yeah. Like so it. whatever works for you. Find your own way. Yeah, find yep. your way. Follow the yellow brick road, the eight limbs. How can you follow it? Just, just look through them, man. It. Yep. <laughs> you just have to start just somewhere. Do it. So I guess that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, oh, we have another one word. The eight limbs are the steps we take through our practice to reach enlightenment. Yeah, that's Boom. it. And we have one more quote to end with. So what begins as a physical workout soon creeps into the hearts and minds of even the least spiritual practitioners. 
from L. Schultz. Aww. Aww. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please visit our website at WTFYogaPodcast.com for any show notes. We'll put up our um, sources for this episode. Yeah. And send us any email with questions at w- to WTFYogaPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We want to hear your questions and comments. Yeah. And that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. What the Hey Hey guys, we hope you love what you hear on What The Fuck Yoga Podcast. If you do, please like and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook and the Gram, aka Instagram. Send us your burning questions or comments to WTFYogaPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.